Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than important, I just want to be alive. Uh-huh. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow DDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night right here where I am currently uh, residing on the 144th floor of the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, DDPY is nationwide, it is worldwide, it is global, and right now it's even rocking the high seas. Uh, so DDPY radio is everywhere. I have confirmation we have people listening on a cruise. So uh, we're like radio, what's, uh, what's that, uh, Radio Nowhere, that, uh, uh, on the high seas, uh, the pirate radio, that's what it is, that's what I'm looking for. So it's going to be a fun <laughs> show tonight. Uh, a lot of people over at the DDPY Rock and Rage or Cruise uh, Unfortunately, Mike Mullins don't float, so Mike Mullins always stays on dry land, and that's where Mike Mullins loves it. But I hope you guys are having a blast out there uh, in the middle of uh, the ocean, uh, stuck in a boat with uh, thousands and thousands of sweaty rock and roll fans, for, uh, wrestling fans, and uh, uh, just as even worse, Roger uh, Sazafras is here tonight, but I was going to say Garrett Sakahara. So uh, I love you guys. <laughs> hope you guys are having a blast. But before we get any further... I must introduce my co-host. She is my co-host with the Mo-host. It is the Canadian quote master herself, high above Mount Ontario in the deep, deep snow, floating on a <laughs> glacier to get service in order to blast it off the radio tower and come with us today. So welcome, my friends, to the brisk, chilly Crystal Stewart. How are you? I'm really cold, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> uh, well, where uh, if you if you were here right now, you'd be far more useful because my my wife just brought me a water, and uh, there's like it's like lukewarm, and I hate lukewarm water. So if you wanted to dip your finger in it, I'm sure it would like uh, cool it off nicely. <laughs> um, yeah, that that works because everything here is a block of ice. <laughs> I, 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 I kid, of course, and, and uh, so uh, we're going to have a fun show tonight, despite the circumstances, and uh, if anyone knows, see, the thing is, Roger uh, and I are arch nemesis, we're enemies, we're, we're he's the <laughs> super villain to my superhero, but to be honest, every Batman needs a Joker, every Hulk Hogan needs a Roddy Roddy Piper, and I guess every Mike Mullins needs a Roger Reginald Sasahara Frost the third. So uh, I'm going to bring him on tonight. Uh, it is his birthday. So I've been promised to be nice to him, which uh, we will try our best. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some laughs. We're also going to get down to business too, because that's what we do. We got a show to do here. We got some people to inspire. We got some DDPY to talk about, and there's going to be a lot to talk about, but without any further ado, he is the Lex Luthor, my Superman. He is Roger. How are you? I, I'm good. That was probably one of your better intros that I've heard. So, <laughs> me clapping. Oh, there we go. See, okay. I got to tell you, I, I, Crystal's really been awesome about booking the schedule, and she's been she goes like super far ahead, and she's very organized in places where I'm not. I'm the mouth, and she's the like the the order to all of this <laughs> chaos. 
Um, so I didn't, you know, I don't see the shows. And she says to me this morning, she goes, you know, who's on tonight? And I said, oh yeah, it's Roger's show tonight. So I'm like, okay, well, we're getting ready. Within the last 30 minutes, I had like a domino effect of things just going wrong. Like I, I, I realized I had to run to the shower and it was because I was just, I always shower before the show and because I just hate sitting down and being gross. But I always run to the shower like an hour beforehand. I realize I got 20 minutes. So I run to the shower. I grab my drink, spill down the front of me. It like just everything. I go to sit on my couch and it gets caught on my mic stands and I rip my shorts and I'm like, this is like somehow Roger's fault. I haven't found a way <laughs> to pin it on him yet, but somehow this is all Roger's fault because he's on the show tonight. But uh, happy birthday, my brother. <laughs> That that's okay. I always get blamed for stuff at work. Why not on a radio show? <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, we got we got lots of business to do tonight too because I know that everyone, like I mentioned earlier, everyone's on the Rock and Rager crew. So I know we got some people listening on there right now. Which if you could listen to cool music and watch wrestling, I don't know why the hell you're watching or listening to me and uh, this show. But uh, I guess Crystal and Roger make it worth it. But um, I know they're having a blast over there and. Uh, uh, before we get into uh, much of the show, I gotta since Rogers here, I thought what better time to talk about the reason why we took off last week, which was we were scheduled to have Garrett uh, on with us last week, and of course yep. something came yep. up. The boss man himself gets back in the ring for a big return match, and Garrett's like, "Hey, do you want to maybe like postpone the show?" And we were all thinking the same thing individually, but we didn't be want to be the first person to cancel the show. So we were waiting for somebody else to do it. We all decided to collectively to take the night off and, and watch and cheer DDP because, you know, with the ratings being so important, you know, we didn't want DDP radio to kind of tank their ratings and make all the, the masses come flocking to us and, and leave TNT in the dust. But, uh, Roger, what was your thoughts last week? The big man back in action. I was thinking about actually going to see that live, and then I remembered I have a wedding to pay for, but... That that was pretty awesome. I thought. Didn't didn't look how however old he is. What how old is the big guy? Sixty three. Uh, Sixty four. Sixty three. Yeah, he, he, he didn't look he didn't look like sixty three. I remember when Flair was sixty three thirty years ago, he he didn't move like that. Uh, yeah, when he jumped think. off the top when he jumped off the top rope, I I was holding my breath. Yeah, you know, and honestly, you know, I you know he, he's he was in amazing shape, and he he you know he was going to show up ready, and I knew the the thing that concerned me is is you know when you're sixty three sixty four years old and you haven't worked in a long time like a match match. Uh, a lot of these legends come back in and they'll go in and they'll bump a few guys around, throw a few young guys around, and, and they'll feed for them. But I know Dallas and, and all the talks we've had about him, you know, hey, you ever coming back? And we've had a lot of conversations about it. And from that, I've known that he would never go back and just be a guy bumping around a bit like a new kid. He wants to go in there and contribute and steal the show, as he always did. So yep. when you haven't worked for that long, I wasn't worried about him falling wrong or doing a crazy bump. But the things that can go wrong when, you're, when you haven't done it, you know, that's the things you don't think about. You know, your foot gets caught on the mat, you blow your ACL, or, you know, these little things right. hit the ropes the wrong way and it pops a disc. And it's funny when somebody you care about and, 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 you, and it's part of your life is on TV like that, you kind of get a different perspective because the whole time I was impressed, but I'm like, oh, don't hurt yourself, you know. So, you know, you want to realize what it's like, you know watching from that perspective, having someone you know so well on TV like that doing it. But uh, there was nothing to worry about because I knew he was a pro and I knew he'd go in there and try to steal the show in tip-top shape. And, man, did he ever. That, sh- that, w- that show was about him. It was about getting the new guys over. But, man, he went up there and, and kicked ass. And I knew he was going to prove something, and he did not miss a beat. And I was so proud and so impressed and uh, just, you know, really taken aback by how much – he looked like he belonged there. And I say that because it's always fun to see the legends come back, but some of them just don't look like they belong up there right now. You know, right. They should be honored. They yeah. should be celebrated, but they look out of place. And he looked as in place as anybody on that show that night. Yeah, he did look really good. And uh, and, I, and I love that gear. And I just get to say that I know I'm a little late to the party, the MJF party, but that guy is probably – 
my favorite worker in the past 15 years. That guy is money. You know, he is so talented. And you can tell that DDP sees something in him and has almost kind of picked him to kind of, you know, to kind of put a little work into their program. And uh, it's inspiring and it's exciting to see because, uh, you know, being that age and being able to go like that and being the kind of star he is, this is probably, you know, one of the last times he's going to have to really go in there and pass the torch. And you can tell that he really uh, sees a lot in this kid and is inspired by him. So uh, uh, it's a really yeah. good good situation, and we're really proud of everyone involved. So that was uh, a fun, yeah. fun reason to take off the show. MJ, I always mess up his name, but he's wrestling now on the cruise. I'm watching the feed now. Oh, are you? Yep. Oh, awesome, awesome. So... All right, well, let's get down to some business. Uh, Roger, well, first of all, Roger, since the last time we talked to you, uh, it's your birthday today, obviously, but since the last time we talked to you, you've had a few big milestone moments. Uh, you, found, you found a girlfriend, and then you found a fiancé, and now you're getting married, and we actually had confirmation that we were, she was real because Roger wouldn't post any pictures for a while, and we were all getting kind of suspicious, and then she decided <laughs> to come to the forefront and expose herself and say that she is real. Um, I mean, I used to use the my girlfriend in Canada line, but it's probably harder when you're in Canada. So, uh, Roger, what's going on? Things have uh, things have been uh, busy in your world. Oh yeah, yeah. Engaged, found out I need heart surgery all in one year. It's been fun. Heart surgery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never, I never said that, did I? Oh. I went into the doctors for something else, and then they found out I have a hole in my heart. I'm fine. It's just all preventative, this surgery. They said, do it now. I'm healthy. But. Wow. Let's talk about that. Sorry, Mike. Oh, sorry. Um, are you still working out, Roger, or have you been sidelined? I I was for for like a month. I was told not to do much, and then they told me I could do whatever. Just my is that silent or was it him? I I don't really know what happened. <laughs> oh, did we lose him? I I think we might have. Mm, hello. Well, I think he's calling from a Skype line. Yeah. Possibly, oh, so yeah, that yeah. might be something. Uh, oh. Oh, there I, we go. I we got him. figured it out. My my controller turned off. Anyway, as I was saying before, my stupid controller died. This is technology for you people. Very very right. fun. Anyway, <laughs> for a, like a month, I didn't do anything, and then they told me I could work out, but my heart rate shouldn't go past one forty. And then they told me when I was done with my scope that I'm fine to do whatever I want. The only way I would feel anything is if I was an NHL player. Like if I was an extreme elite athlete, and clearly that's not the case. <laughs> but when you when you find out something like that, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, I had to talk. So that's a- I had to talk to a bunch of people. Yoga Doc helped me out a bit, and other people. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and Hayden. Hayden's do something speeches make a lot of sense because when you find out something like that, you can't just I don't know, lay down and do nothing. You got to do something. And the best thing for me right now is to work out. So Right. And I'm not in any danger, so. Anyway. No, but, you know, that, that you're lucky, though, because, you know, you, you, I know it's all preventative, the surgery and stuff, but 
you know, you've gotten yourself significantly healthier in the past few years and, you know, you're probably going to be in better shape to do a surgery, but, you know, finding and discovering the problem is not the bad part. Like that's the good part because the bad part would be if they didn't find it or if they didn't discover it, because, you know, those are the things that just come out of nowhere and then you pay for it down the line. So uh, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they figured it out. I'm glad you're, uh, you're kind of getting that taken care of and getting that done in the procedure um, because you come a long way in the past few years, you know, you've, you've, you've done a lot of, hit a lot of milestones and, and you don't want something like this, especially the serious to just, to derail you in the long run. So I'm glad they found that and are, and are getting it together. But if anything, that gives another added incentive to just, you know, keep moving forward because, you know, it's always nice to look nice in your, in the shirt you want to wear or, or look fit or look, you know, good for the beach. But when it comes to the point where like, well, now my heart's acting up, that, that's a whole different layer to kind of stay focused. So, uh, you know, keep doing it, man, you know, keep doing something where, you know, you come a long way and, you know, your uh your prime your prime suspects for a big comeback story. Yeah, I I I I say actually it's funny. I was gonna do uh stand up comedy next week, but I decided I should maybe study and figure out how to actually deliver a joke. But part of my <laughs> material was uh talking about how I lost six or uh how I lost, see, this is the exact reason why I should study, but how I lost 90 pounds six years ago, and it took me six years to mess it up and gain some of the weight back. So. But, well, that's you. My, I, I wanted to come on here because a lot of people are making comebacks, like Kat and Sparky and all kinds of other people, and you uh, like this journey isn't all roses. A lot of people fall off. I, I don't know. If I'm trying, what am I trying to say? No, I'm like not. reach, reach out if you need a helping hand. Like, don't just bury yourself somewhere. Don't go in a corner and hide. It's okay if you mess up. We're all here for you. Like, if you don't get inspired by the community as a whole, you're pretty much not a human being. So. That very much yeah. right. And I, I tell this to people all the time because I've been the person that was so open with my journey, and then you really struggle for a little bit, and you feel the fact that you were so open and out there actually works against you in those situations because you don't – you feel like you're letting a lot of other people down and you feel like the yeah. fact that people have told you how inspirational it's hard to come forward. But I tell people in that situation, cause I had to learn that lesson myself is that there's so many of us in the, the whether it's like one of the, the old school guys, that's really just, you know, a cornerstone of the community or, or somebody who's just been doing it for a while. There's so many people that have that moment where it's just life happens and life gets in the way and just, life just knocks you down and you just let yourself down. And the worst thing you can do is assume that like everyone's disappointed. Everyone's nobody, uh, you know, I I feel like I've let people down. I got to hide. I got to crop all my pictures and make sure nobody sees me like this because if anything, there's so many people that relate to you more because it's more of a commonplace than you think. And there's a lot of people who you could reach out to that maybe you inspired and have the term, you know, the ability to kind of turn it around and they have to give it back to you. But it's a relatable phenomenon, especially when you're dealing with obesity, because obesity is one of those things that it's like a addiction. You're never free from it. You know, you're just a slump away from just starting packing the pounds on. And, you know, once that goes, you know, starts happening, your, your, your confidence goes down and your will goes down and you let yourself slide into that funk and, when you're getting in that funk, it's hard to pull yourself out. So the key to it is notice when things are, are, are going down and notice when you're sliding and grab a lifeline because there's a lot of people who will reach a hand out and, and give you a lift. And are, they're probably either there at a higher level or maybe worse than you, but there's a lot of people that can relate to what you're going through. And that's the key is just reaching out in those situations. Yeah. Now, I know in my case, because I have a, a medical issue, 
And once I was diagnosed, I mean, I used to slam my workouts out like crazy. And then I got diagnosed. And now from there to now, it's kind of like, watch me. I didn't want anyone to see me fall apart. I guess I still don't. But I am. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's, well, yeah, it's, people. Okay, right, sorry. Um, people oh, paid sorry, for like my, uh, like they paid for my certification, and with like me gaining some of the weight back, I feel like I disappointed like a lot of people. Like, and then I went to my friend's wedding and I saw like pictures of me, and I said, "What the hell happened to me?" Like, I look, like, my short, everything from, like, my, like, midline of my chest up looks okay, but my stomach, like, I look like I have, like, a baby do or something. I'm like, Jesus. But for the last, like, I don't know, four months, or not four months, probably about the past month, I've been finally getting back on track, eating better. I've cut down on my drinking Hugely, I barely even drunk drank on New Year's, but you kind of have to, after you fall down, just take small steps and slowly reboot yourself. It's not you're starting over, you're just starting another chapter. That's what I think, at least. Yeah. Now, I had to... Yeah, I I really took a look at, you know, a lot of things that were happening because obviously I'm not going to get any better. I mean, things are just going to be the way they are, but that doesn't mean that I can't fight, you know, during everything. So my day-to-day, so I just basically came up with a slogan that I read. I I threw it on my quote wall, and it basically said, I'll never be able to dislike myself enough for someone to love me or make me a priority. I have to do that. Well, first of all, that's impossible because no one's no one who's ever seen your heart and see your see who you are has any possibility that they're ever not going to love you and not going to but you know, it Aww. is important that you see that in yourself too because you know, as as human beings, we are the worst critics of ourselves. I heard a quote the yep. other day, uh, and, and it just made me think of, you know, how much, you know, self-confidence and self-doubt we have in ourselves. And the thing is, like, you know, we are the arbiters of our own existence to a point. Like, I always say, like, the reason why I'm fat is because I reached for that candy bar. Or I reached for that, for that, you know, pizza. And there's things that I do in my daily basis that are counterproductive of my progress but when you're are that's it's inspiring too because it means that I have the ability and I have the wherewithal to be able to turn around my own progress and turn around my own situation, which is always there and it's it can be turned around in a minute. But when you're dealing with something like MS, you know, and when you're dealing with, I know that it's hard because there are so many things in science and medicine that you know you can do all you can do, but. In the grand scheme of things, you're at the mercy of, of the disease at times, and I know how yeah. stifling and and and, and uh, claustrophobic that can probably feel because you're you're at the mercy of some days you're going to feel like shit, and some days I'm going to have trouble getting out of bed, and it's it's something that you know it's your new normal that you're still kind of trying to feel around and, and kind of you know wrap your head around like what do I how do I go from here. It's got to be incredibly you know, difficult, but at the same time, I've never seen anybody who's willing to just take their new normal and try to make the best out of it like you are. You are an incredibly optimistic person, and you're, you write about this constantly, and I, I notice your Facebook pages all the time, and you know some of them have tones of you know, reflection and, and self-doubt, and, but I know that that's your therapy of breathing through it and kind of releasing those because every single time I talk to you, you're such an inspiring person and an inspirational person that I see taking a normal that you didn't want or you didn't ask for and creating something special out of it in your own way. And that's your gift. 
you may not be able to, you know, physically match where you were 10 years ago, but as a person, you're the most incredible person and you inspire so many other people. And that's a superpower that I, a healthy non-person suffering from that could only hope to achieve. So in your way, you're a super athlete, you're a superhero because you have that ability that so many of us don't. And that's inspiring. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. Oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's surreal. And, and I know Roger, you know, your, your snarkiness and your, you've got so many qualities that I don't sometimes relate to the people who are just feeding me positive memes all day. But if someone can make me laugh or, or have the balls to come back at me with some of this stuff and willing to j- trade jabs, like that's your thing. Like I, we find something in everybody that we enjoy and that's how we move forward. That's how we become inspired by the community. Cause every one of us bring a different element to the game. And if I wasn't <laughs> feeling you, I wouldn't be associating with you. So Right. People I surround myself with are people I depend on for different things. And, and in this community, we have so many different people inspiring so many different parts of our lives. And we all bring it together and uh, into one crazy <laughs> madhouse of GDPY. And, uh, you know, everyone here has had successes. Everyone here has had struggles. And uh, we on this show aren't, we're not Dr. Oz. We're not telling you how to fix all your problems. We're here talking about ours, hoping you can relate to them. We're talking about our successes and hoping you can relate to them, our victories, our struggles. And then we bring on somebody else every week because I've, I can't tell you how many times we've heard from people, you know, a story that I've never met or spoken to. And we get so many messages saying like, I related to that so much like DDPY. We're not here to, to tell you how it's done. We're here. We'll share stories and share what's working for everybody and that's the way we pass on the inspiration yeah yeah we're, we're not I'm here to just get... like sorry go ahead Roger I would just like to say I don't think you give yourself enough credit Mullins because you probably gave me one of the best advice I've ever gotten to Stay away from frozen food. That that stuff won't last you forever. It will help you lose the weight, but it won't help you keep it off. And I know I've brought that up before, but I think you need to believe in yourself a little bit more. That's my thought. Oh, I appreciate it. You're going to make me blush. Mutual, it's a mutual admiration society today. No, I, I, I'm I'm terrible at taking a compliment, so I, I appreciate it. I'll just leave it if there. But no, and, and I think that, you know, all of us, you know, the reason why we get into this is because we had, uh, you know, we we're lacking something in our lives, and we wanted to lose weight, and we wanted to change our lives, and that's why a lot of people come to DDPY. Whether you're the healthiest person in the world or the most know, overweight person in the world or unhealthy person in the world, we all came to this because we wanted to find a better solution for ourselves. And we found it, but we stuck around because there's some, there's such a value in this community. And I say this all the time. I couldn't, um, I couldn't leave the community if I've tried because I, every time I turn on my Facebook page, like I see quotes from DDPY, I see quotes from people, you know, in the community and you can't help but be inspired or have some runoff and, you know, you become, you know, hardened to it all after a while. You know, you've been here so long that you don't think this is the next big thing. I'm like, how can you top Arthur? How can you top this? How can you top that? And then they churn out another success story that just blows your mind. So it's 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 always, a you know, a, a tank that's able to be refilled, a gas tank that uh, is refilled. And uh, that's what you need because I've said it before, motivation is a lie. Motivation is a myth because no matter how motivated you are, it's not going to last forever. Like that's not how motivation works. Eventually uh, even the, the most motivating thing just becomes the normal. So you have to find uh, past the motivation. You got to really find a reason to do it and reason to keep doing it. And heart uh, issue is a hell of a reason. Crystal, your, your health is a hell of a reason. My health being in the hospital this year, that's a hell of a reason. And I know that if I'm not motivated, it doesn't matter because the the alternative 
is a lot less scary. So it's just not about motivation. It's just about doing it. And sometimes we got to get a little out of our own way long enough to just realize that and just get down and do it. Right. Now, I know for me, um, if right, because it really does come down to that issue that you either do it or you don't do it. And let's face it, if you, do, if you choose not to do it, who's the person that's going to suffer? It's not going to be anybody else but you. You're still going to be in the exact same shoes that you so want to trade out of because you think being somewhere else or being something else would be wonderful or different or whatever the case may be. But until you deal with whatever it is that sidelines you in the first place, how are you ever going to, I don't know, get through to where you want to be. I I don't know. I I have these huge struggles with, you know, where I once was to where I am now. I mean, that's a huge thing that I just really I'm I'm not the same person. And it's a hard pill for me to swallow, but you know, it doesn't mean I can't get back there. It just means I haven't figured it out yet. See, I- I I could I could convince myself I could rationalize anything to myself if I tried long enough. You know, you have we have this way of just kind of having conversations within ourselves. And this is going to come back around to you, Crystal. I'm going to get to your thing. It's going to take him a long way yep. around, but it's going to yep. point. <laughs> um, I was going to say, you know, last year I got so frustrated with eating healthy. Like I just got so frustrated, and everyone around me seemed to be, you know, eating and enjoying themselves and and not gaining weight and like everything, you know, Christmas time, my birthday is Halloween, everyone's having cake, and I was trying to stay good. I got so annoyed and so resentful that I eventually just said, screw it. I said, I just want, I'm here for a good time. I'm not here, for, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. I just want to enjoy life again and not have to worry about what I'm eating. So I kind of went off the rails a little bit, and I realized that once I was able to eat whatever I wanted and I put on the weight, that this life that I was so looking forward to enjoying wasn't enjoyable at all. I wasn't comfortable. My knees hurt. My back hurt. I gained all this weight. And everything became harder. Everything became more, you know, difficult physically. I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling foggy. So in that moment of protest, in that moment of I just want to enjoy life and not have to worry about my weight, I ended up becoming less enjoyable my life became so much more or less enjoyable than I ever could have imagined. So we rationalize these situations in our head that we think, and it is, it's, it's the classic self-sabotage. Uh, things are going well for me, but I got to find that one thing, that picking apart that I want that cake or I want that. So in turn, I'm going to screw myself so badly in the process in some kind of moment of protest, temper tantrum, whatever it may be. And I paid Dearly, dearly, dearly for that. And, and Crystal, I, I think when you're talking like that and you say that you want to go back to where you were and you want to be who you were, it's impossible. Like that person's gone and it should be gone because you never want to go back to who you were. You want to create a new normal. You want to create a new best version of yourself using a hybrid of my situation, what I got in front of me and then just making it the best possible because that's that, that kind of mindset, it will screw with you. Like I'm not who I used to be. I'm not, you know, none of us are obviously, but you got to take what's going on now and, and then realize that my situation is, is, is hard. My health situation is hard, but if I put myself into this, you don't want to focus on who you were. You want to focus on who you are now and the best version of that you can be because it can be amazing despite all of it. And I know that it's disappointing to look at old pictures and see, well, I looked, I looked happy, I looked healthy. That person had a different set of problems. We all got problems. We all have situations. But you're an amazing person. You're an inspirational person. And I believe that the person you become could be better than any kind of person that you ever were. Uh, and I think that that's the important thing to focus on, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Roger, uh, I think that your, you know, your situation too can inspire a lot of people as well because you were one of those people too that were out front. You're out front. You were public with your story, 
and I think a lot of people who are, you know, struggling right now can see someone like you who's been involved with the program a long time or someone like me uh, who's kind of, you know, fallen on, on some hard times physically, health-wise, gained some weight and uh, maybe band together and find a way to, to snap back into a, a regular program, regular workout, regular schedule, and, you know, be the leader of that kind of pack of people who are afraid to come out and say, listen, I, things got tough, again, the weight, but in what we consider failures or what we consider falling off the wagon is that can come from that. And a lot of people can be in the process. Yeah. And I'm stepping off my pulpit. (laughs) (laughs) Getting, getting chirped at work too also helps me work harder. They, they say I can't lift things, but I can. But in college, um, uh, it's encouraged to have study groups. And, like, for my first semester, I literally talked to no one, not a person, mainly because I was much older than them. And Yeah. But when I started to work with other people, my grades shot up. And it's kind of you could use the same thing in this community, just like get in groups, smaller groups, work out together, encourage each other. Like you can only follow so much posts in that big giant main group. So, ah, if no, that makes that's, sense. That's good advice. No, that, that's good advice. And a lot of people group up like, there's little clusters of DDPY groups, like, you know, whether it's either locally or online, that people who are just there for accountability and kind of bouncing things off each other. And it's always one of those situations where, you know, the, those group of guys, you know, for me, it's Adam Metter and, 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 and Josh McAdoo and, and yourself and Crystal <laughs> and Garrett Sakahara, you know, when uh, they're the ones that, you know, if I start to drift too far, I'll, I'll get a ding on my phone or a ding on my uh, Facebook and uh, they come in and really back in, and, and sometimes that accountability is what you need. You know, I, I always say that doing a, uh, doing something like that with a spouse or a wife or a husband or a friend or, you know, a group of people is, it increases the success by a lot. I'm always, <laughs> I, and I mean, I, I think this is one of the most, amazing aspects of the entire program is that, you know, you start out and you don't necessarily know what you're getting yourself into, but then before you know it, you know, you have a circle of friends and then you have a lot of friends and then everybody's messaging everyone. It it turns into a huge friendship. And, you know, it took me a long time to realize that it didn't really matter if I fell or was doing really well or whatever the case may be, because we're all, it's, it's called friendship. We're all in the exact same boat. So people fall, people get up. That's the whole thing is you don't stay down. And I think this is, you know, I just, yeah. Well, to, to be fair, we're not on the exact same boat. Some of them are sailing well, towards yeah. South America right now. <laughs> right. No, I'm kidding. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. I, uh, I was a, that was a cruise reference. I thought it was timely. Yes. But leave it up to me to leave it up to me to ruin the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, right, I'm so just Roger, glad, uh, Mister. Sorry, I was just saying. I'm I'm glad Mister Fuji has to follow me next week. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to get that picture blown up and framed, put in my wrestling room. So uh, that was awesome. He looks Garrett pretty said. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to get him to do that for years. <laughs> uh, no, and, and you know they're they're on that cruise right now, and I'm sure they're having a lot of fun. And you know, Garrett is uh, is one of my favorite people in the world. You know, I'm 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 glad to have him on next week, and he's one of those guys that's just so fun. And uh, you know, one of those guys that 
you know, just uh, fun. You know, we have a group and we just bust each other's balls and stuff. And, and it's awesome to have that kind of friendship. But I also know that when I need to, uh, you know, snap back into place, you know, him and I have had some really, really good deep conversations as of Josh McAdoo. So it's awesome to have those kind of friendships that you can just be fun, be goofy, but you can also depend on your friends to be there and kind of, you know, give right. you support when you need it and give you a little bit of love and, that's what's awesome about the dynamic of this, uh, this community is when we all come together under one group, you know, there's so many different backgrounds of people, you know, politically, religiously, countries, you know, language barriers, race, ethnicity, uh, good music, shitty, shitty metal music that Roger listens to. And we all come into one place under one roof and uh, we all just become GDP yoga warriors. Just some of us have worse playlists than others. You know, if Yoga Doc was dead right now, he would be spinning around in his grave from you saying that. <laughs> no, I like Yoga Doc music for the most part. I, I just, uh, uh, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the, the, the screaming metal, the, the the death metal, hardcore metal, but uh, Black Sabbath, stuff like that, Ozzy Osbourne, I'm not a crew fan. I can't do Motley Crue. They drive me crazy. But, um, yeah, I was just busting your balls. But um, no, for, for, for real, that's uh, so many different people and so many different walks of life, and, and we all kind of meld under this banner, this flag of, of DDPY, and you know, no matter how different we are, we'll, we'll sit there and we'll carry that flag together because we know that it's made us better people for the long run. Even if we're, uh, we're kind of in a spot right now, we know that we can carry that flag and, and there'll be a bunch of people there willing to kind of help us hold it up, and that's pretty awesome. It's it's truly well, a know, community. It's a movement. Uh, you and I have had this conversation before, and you know it's really really important through all the people that we know and all the people that we associate with. It's important in those relationships to have that circle of friends that are willing to call bullshit when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Or, you know, they know that you're kind of in a downward spiral or you need to pull yourself up. It's always important to have those people in your life that will say, hey, you need to get back on the horse right now. You do that for me. You're always one of those people that says, "Eh, I know you can do it, kid. You need to get up. And I do. You always do, you know. Through, yep. through, the, through the show, you've, you've had some moments where you've been in the hospital, you've had some rough things, and, you know, sometimes it gets bleak, but you always get yourself up. You always get your ass up because uh, I'm not going to steal your, your your tagline, your quote that you always throw up there because I think that's copyright Crystal Stewart, but, uh, you know, if uh, getting off your ass, that, that quote you have there, you know. So you, oh, you, just you can't keep getting get up, your... you keep standing up. You can't get on your feet until you get off your ass. Yep, exactly. Trademark Crystal Stewart. <laughs> we need to put that in a coffee mug. <laughs> well, it's just like uh, that. I love that, that, that. It's like that DDP quote. DDP yoga has never been about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> right? That's not my problem. The size of my ass has never been my problem. And I tell you that honestly, because I could gain 800 pounds. I could gain 800 pounds tomorrow and not an ounce of it will be in my ass. I have the flattest ass of any male ever, ever possible. I could gain weight everywhere else except for my ass. I last year tried to start a a nonprofit called uh, Awareness for the Assless, uh, for men who are not blessed with any kind of ample backside. Because nobody knows the struggle of the assless like myself about having to climb up two flights of stairs with two bags of groceries and pray to whatever you believe in that you reach the top before your pants reach your ankles. Because my pants are always falling down. <laughs> because there's nothing back there to hold it up. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Awareness to <laughs> Uh, oh man! You know what? Most people, most people have have like a back and then an ass. My back gets to my ass and it just says can be to be continued. 
Oh, this is just a goofy show tonight. I'm sorry, Roger. <laughs> Roger, are you still there? Is Roger? I think he's gone. He just got so disgusted with us that he just took off. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry about oh, that. Man. If you have children on listening no at home, I, I apologize if I've offended anybody with a de- description of my my uh my parking lot looking ass. But anyway <laughs> uh, this is this is all kinds of ridiculous. Did we officially lose Roger? I think we did. Alright. He's not on the cruise, is he? Just hopefully he didn't fall in. I don't think so. I don't All think right. so. Alright, well we are uh we are gonna like Ten minutes left of of air time, so uh, maybe we'll get him back in time to say goodbye and happy birthday. Or like maybe he's like, "This is my birthday. I don't want to spend it with this nonsense." And uh, he just <laughs> decided to high sell it. But um, no. Uh, next week we've got Garrett coming up, right? Is that correct? That's next yeah. week. Yeah. We have rescheduled him, and he has rescheduled us like fourteen times now. So I don't know if this is going to happen. And the thing is, like, I talk to Garrett constantly. Like all the time, and it's for some reason on Wednesday night. Every since we've tried to book him, like everything, something has gone wrong. Like death in the family, hospitalizations, health, natural disasters, uh, DDP getting back into wrestling. There's been something every single week. So we're tentatively yeah, yeah. booking uh, Garrett, but I don't even know if that's responsible to do at this point because I think we booked Garrett and maybe like the finally there'll be like a like a world-ending meteor hitting the place. I think we're calling trouble on ourselves just from. From putting him on the air right now. <laughs> well, hopefully, fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, hopefully, absolutely. fingers crossed. Because at least with Garrett on, we can figure out about the cruise and figure out how that all went. And, you know, yeah, it should be a good call. Absolutely. It should be should be fun. Um, and uh, we we got a few and minutes left. Um, oh, there he is. There oh, is. what a piece of... <sighs> I'm going to call Microsoft and tell them their consoles suck. <laughs> That's okay. We we we, uh, we could give you. But maybe maybe we'll have to have you come back on in the next few weeks and maybe do a partial show and when your when your system's working a little better and and uh we'll have a, we'll have a round two or something. Well, well maybe we'll plan a theme show cuz we were we were talking about maybe coming up with some some gimmick shows where we kind of get different takes about certain things from different people and, you know, kind of a panel type of thing. So maybe we'll have you come back on for something like that and uh, we'll get a better quality audio from you. Can it be about the Young Bucks? I know you're a big fan of their tag team wrestling, so that'd be a good theme. The who? Who? The Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are 40. Come on. Young Bucks. Oh, I, I know that that anyway. that name doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> Come on, I have a better hairline than the Young Bucks at this point. <laughs> That's not saying much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. This was, it, was, it was all in fun. No, actually, no, actually, I actually kind of dig their their work as of late, and I think that wrestling's become so crazy with the high spots that the Young Bucks used to drive me crazy. And now they've moved up just because of the insanity that's just pushed them further ahead. Uh, that they've actually kind of become decent workers. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike the young bucks. I, I just dislike them personally, and that's a different story. And but um, no, uh, I haven't watched much wrestling in, in, in a long time. Actually, DDP was the first time I watched it last week for the first time in a long time. And uh, wow. they, they, they're, you know, I, I tune into segments. You know, I, I tune into segments via YouTube and check in. And, and of course, I support Nathan and, and Dylan with all the stuff they're doing and try to keep up with their stuff. But I haven't watched any WWE since last year's WrestleMania. Um, yeah. It a couple of matches here and there. It's just uh, it's so hard to keep up with it all. There's so many hours of television that if you want to keep up with it, you almost have to consider it keep a full-time gig just to watch all the wrestling. I I would just like to point out that I would rather not watch a show that has another wrestler eating dog food. (laughs) 
I would rather watch paint dry. <laughs> Dog food? That was... Yeah. You, like the kennel that from hell? The most, yeah, that Roman Reigns. Oh, is he eating dog yeah. food now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, that was that's an old territory angle back in the day. It was like an ultimate humiliation. They used to do like loser Lee uh, eats dog food, and it would be like junkyard dog versus whatever the heel of yeah. the mid south. That was an old school stimulation, but stipulation. But uh, I'm I'm good watching uh, not watching anyone, let alone Roman Reigns eat dog food. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm not one of those. Go ahead. I love wrestling, and I'm one of those people. I'm not one of those people that that constantly hate on it because I watch it. I watch it, and I enjoy it when I watch it. I just don't get a chance to watch anymore. But I'm not so involved anymore either where just if it's not a bad show, if it's a bad show, it drives me that crazy because I'm so far removed from it that I just can't. I the, the thing is, I don't understand when people, like, watch it every week just to go on the Internet and hate on it. I could never – never have that much time in my life where I watch something just no. to hate it. So I, I, I tend to make a point to just enjoy when I watch it. I always watch the Royal Rumble. I'll watch that. I think that's coming up in a few weeks. Um, so I always watch yep. the Rumble. And I usually watch WrestleMania. And other than that, it's more of spot watching, you know, if I hear something cool or I check out I that Walter uh, match on NXT versus that uh, the little guy with the mustache. Oh. Um, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of wait for people to tell me and give me suggestions. So if there's anything I should watch, you know, Roger, make sure you let me know or anyone lets me know because I always love a good wrestling match, but just so much of it now, it's hard to kind of break through and make the time to kind of sit through and wait for the good stuff. Yeah. See now the whole WWE thing, like I, I, and again, I'm not bashing on it or anything, but I, I, really like Aleister Black so I tend to really watch a lot of him. If he's on, it's guaranteed that I'm going to watch it. So, yeah. But for the most part, I, um, I've been watching a lot of AEW. So, like right now. I mean, the the, the thing is, it's, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. There's a lot of different options, a lot of different you know stuff. And it's crazy because when I was coming up in New England, you know, working working in New England for several years, like so many of the guys I worked with are on TV now and, and in top spots. It's kind of crazy. I, uh, you know, there's um, Tommaso and uh, I remember I used to oh, yeah. Handsome Johnny. Uh, what's his name? He's one of the Viking guys, the Handsome Johnny. Yep. Uh, so I came up with all those, like I managed uh, <laughs> Tommaso with uh, when he was Thomas Penmanship and he wore a ruffled shirt. And I uh, had a slick back ponytail, and I knew uh, Todd oh Han- uh, Hanson, and you know I think I managed them too when I was getting out of the wrestling. But like all those guys, Kofi came from my area, so it's surreal to see all these people that that I came up with, you know, doing so well. And you know, I, I instantly hate anybody who's more successful than me, especially if they're younger than yeah. me. So it's it's fun to just sit back and see <laughs> people who are who are doing better. So no, I'm I'm happy for all those guys, but. You know, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a good time to be a wrestler too, because for the first time in a long time, there's a lot of spots open and people are being you know, paying paying for right. paying for good workers again. A lot of time, long time, right. it was just you know 50 people under contract and everyone else was out of luck. But you know, it's become a competitive market, and I think we've talked about it before to kind of tie it back into DDPY. If you're a pro wrestler, staying healthy is the game, and uh, it sounds like a pitch, but you know, all those guys are doing DDPY because it's like I said earlier to kind of wrap it back up to the beginning of the show. It's not the bumps that are going to kill you. It's not the bumps that are going to injure you. It's like small things you never think of as landing kind of awkward on your legs or catching your foot on the mat. Yep. And years ago I was with DDP we were in Boston and it was icy as hell. And he was telling me, he slipped and he told me the night before he was going up the stairs to uh, where he was going and he slipped on the ice and he fell weird and landed. He caught himself, but he landed on his feet. But he said, if I hadn't been so like strong with stabilizing my mom, like the muscle stabilizers, that landing would have totally torn my ACL. But the fact that he's so yeah. you know engaged all the time and, and, and that dynamic resistance saved his ass. And that's how you're going to stay strong and stay healthy is keeping those dynamic resistance and keeping those, 
those muscles, you know, in shape and uh, stabilized because it's not the bumps, it's the tears, yeah. it's the the rips, exactly. and that definitely is important. But um, so this has been a kind of an all over show. Uh, we've, we've had a connection issues and. Uh, it's kind of just a fun show. Everyone's out on the cruise. Uh, a lot of people watching uh, the, the Jericho cruise. So we kind of just wanted to have a loose little fun show here. Nothing too strong, nothing too heavy, kind of all over the place. Kind of what we do loose and flowy. Uh, but uh, Roger, we got to come back to have you on <laughs> sometime soon because despite you being my mortal enemy, Superman needs Lex Luthor. So uh Come back on with us again soon. We'll chat and uh, we'll have a good time. But uh, other than that, happy birthday, my friend. Uh, I really sincerely hope that your heart stuff uh, works out well and uh, make sure you keep us posted on that. And, of course, keep us posted on the wedding. And please have your bride come on and talk to us if she needs to uh, have any kind of therapy or, or, or vent or anything because as much as I love you, I know that probably she's exhausted and, and should be elected to sainthood <laughs> for, uh, for her, uh, her sacrifice to the Roger Sassafras. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, I, I want to take her last name because uh, mainly because mine's impulsive of a pronoun. As, I'll, I'll mispronounce hers anyways. I do that just, do you know that I've known Josh McAdoo <laughs> for so long and I love him so much, and I purposely have never, ever spelled his name right when referring to him because it's just I get a oh kick my. out of the fact that I've known him this long, and I've never spelled his name right. It's like when uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> used to call Howard Finkel Harold. Yep. Well, yep. He, he so, used to call everyone weird names. That was my favorite exactly. thing about Jericho and WCW. It's those the Ron Swanson always used to say, if someone gets too chummy with you, call them by the wrong name. Nothing lets them know their position in your life by calling somebody you know the the wrong name. So it's just a funny. It's always funny. So your last name could be Smith, and I'll pronounce it Smythe. It's just always going to be me. <laughs> I think man. I'm going to do that. To, I'm going to do that to people at work. Like call my friend Jamie James or. John, or stop saying that. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's always fun, and it's always funny. So we appreciate you coming on. we got a couple minutes left. Uh, I appreciate it. Happy birthday, brother, and we'll have you back on soon. Uh, we got two minutes to go. Thanks. Don't forget, next week we're back with a brand-new episode of DDPY Radio here at DDPRadio.com. Crystal, we have about two yeah. minutes left. If you want to cast out that net and reel us all in, take us home with a quote from the quote master herself. Oh, it's a good one. Um, you must improve how you think in order to improve how you live. Thinking, thinking, thinking. I love it. We'll see right. you guys soon. Uh, for those of you north of the border, stay warm. Stay uh-huh. uh, Stay, uh, stay healthy, stay warm, and uh, make sure whatever you do. I don't know where I was going with that. Typical. Anyways, happy happy Wednesday, my friends. If you're listening to Thursday, whatever, I don't care. I'm all over the place today. This is what happens <laughs> when I come into the show in chaos. The show becomes chaos, and I am chaos. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Happy birthday, Roger. I'm still blaming you for this chaos, so. We'll uh, we'll find a way to make Roger uh, punish Roger for this later. I am the chaos. So (laughs) you are the eye of the storm. We'll see you guys later. GDP Radio Live. This is the same ridiculous you can uh, ridiculousness you can expect every week. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, Remember, next week Roger won't be here, but Garrett will. So uh, own it. Stay strong. Keep moving forward. Hit the mat. It's going to be a fun show. Fun week, positive week, move forward, kick ass, fun week, positive week, move forward, kick ass, kick ass, kick ass, own your life. See you guys. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, he's alive. Alive.
Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond Cutter out of the power box. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.